is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Futinski. everyone welcome to another episode of the herd and 10 podcast i'm your host jake fertinsky joined by my co-host right beside me my brother kevin fertinsky you can check us out on the worldwide sports radio network you can download the app for the worldwide sports radio network and you can listen to us live You can also check us out usually a day or two after this is available. It will be on Spotify, Apple, you name it, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network's podcast pages. Wow, I am in such a good mood. The Buffalo Bills did not play yesterday. And this is being recorded Monday evening. The Bills did not play Sunday And yet, the Bills had an incredible Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs fall 27-24 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, the Buffalo Bills have the tiebreaker against them because they did beat them. Kevin and I were at that game, actually. So the Bills passed them. They also passed the Miami Dolphins, who fell, who got destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers. 33-17, to they looked god-awful, so that's good news. And Lamar Jackson even got injured, so not that really Baltimore was a threat, but if he's going to be out for a while, they're definitely not a threat. And it should also be noted, the San Francisco 49ers, although they won, they lost their now, which was their backup quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, for the entire season. So not really sure if they're legitimate either anymore, so... A lot of teams really falling out of the running. And the Bills are now the first place AFC team and are set up right now for a bye. Kev, how crazy are you going? Yeah, yesterday was really exciting. That 4.30 time slot, you know. Um, San Fran really pulled away at the end. Cincy pulled it off right at the end. I was definitely really excited yesterday. And obviously excited about our Thursday demolishing of New England. You know, the score wasn't completely out of hand, but the game was never in doubt. You know, even we were up two touchdowns at the end. Belichick didn't even bother calling his timeouts because he knew they were done. That was really enjoyable to watch. And So it was just a great week all around for the Bills. They took care of business against a division rival. Um, Their other, all the teams, all the rest of the teams in the division lost. Of course, Kansas City lost. You know, we move into first in the AFC. And uh, it's now in our control to win the AFC when last week it wasn't. 
So it was a great week all around. And, you know, we have a tough schedule the rest of the way. But one week at a time, let's get that number one seed. Let's force Kansas City to come to Buffalo if we're going to have to play them. The uh, AFC now goes through Western New York, or at least at the moment. So that's pretty incredible. I myself have had quite a few doubts throughout this season. There's been a lot of ups and downs. But I think at the very least, you know, regardless of the teams that lost, the Buffalo Bills are getting healthy. I think they're starting to get into the position that we want them to be in. And really, it's not all that different than last season. The Bills started out pretty good. They started to slide. We had a lot of concerns. And then as we approached the sort of gut, the, the main part, the meat of this season and moving on to the end of the season, the Buffalo Bills turned it around. And of course, they end up looking really good in the playoffs. They crushed the Patriots. They have a great game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And they looked like they were a legitimate contender. And it seems like they're doing the same thing this year because we had some bad moments. Of course, the Jets game was really rough. We'll talk about how we're going to beat them this time. But I think we're starting to come alive now. And it's at the right time of the season. It's moving closer and closer to the playoffs. And that's when we want to be our best. And of course, Von Miller will be back in four weeks. So he'll be hopefully healthy by then. So we'll be entering the playoffs probably as healthy as we've been the entire year, which we have not been particularly healthy. So that's exciting. Let's talk a little bit about the Bills win because the Bills handled their business. Now, we haven't played New England yet this season. Well, now we did, but we hadn't played them previously. We looked really good against them last season. But there were some concerns as to how we're going to handle them. Is Mac Jones going to look really good? And you and I talked about it. you got to get pressure on him. you got to make him nervous. Didn't he look incredibly nervous to you? And coming off of a week where he looked really good the week prior, he had a really impressive game. He threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. He looked awful against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's actually interesting because we played New England after they, after Mac Jones went off against Minnesota's defense, and now we're playing the Jets after Mike White kind of went off against their against Minnesota's defense. So I think Minnesota's defense is pretty bad. I don't think Mac Jones is that good. I think we made him look like more of the quarterback he is, which is sort of dump the ball off and hope your guys can make some plays. And I don't think Mac Jones is very good. I think he's a middling starting quarterback at best. And I'm very happy that we made him look that way. You know, we made him look bad. He wasn't able to really put up many points at all against us. He was not able to throw the ball down the field at all. Having Trey White back was awesome for most of the game, was really enjoyable. Xavier Rhodes, I thought, had a really nice game in the secondary. And like you said, it seems like we're getting back to full health which was a big, big struggle for a good chunk of this season. So the fact that we're getting 
almost our entire defense back down the stretch, I think is extremely important for us to have a chance at that number one seed in the AFC and to get a chance to rest our players for a week and really go into the, the second round of the playoffs, you know, as the heavy favorite. And it should be noted, the Buffalo Bills defensive line looked really good without Vaughn Miller. Granted, the Patriots had a lot of injuries on their line, but it is promising to see that guys are stepping up because we're going to need that for quite some time now. I mean, hopefully he's back in four weeks. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantee that when he comes back, he's going to be okay either. So that's an important piece to note. I want to talk about some stock up, stock down. I'm going to start this week with stock down because we've been talking about all these positives. I want to bring us back to reality and then we can inflate ourselves once again to stock up. Talking stock down, I mean, it's a lot of the same guys as usual. Uh, Anyone who's been listening to this show every week is hearing a lot of the same names. It's just surprising that we keep listing these names but nothing's being done with them. It feels like the coaching staff might not be aware of these. I don't know. It's just, it's very odd. Some of them we don't necessarily have replacements for, but others, there's definitely some adjustments that can and should be made. We got to start with the top stock down this week, Dawson Knox. The guy looked atrocious. I think he was targeted once in the game. He had a horrendous drop. He was wide open. There wasn't a guy within 10 yards of him, and he just dropped the ball. It was an easy, standard pass. I think it was maybe a, what, four or five-yard pass. Really nothing complicated, nothing new with Dawson Knox. This has been something that has always plagued him in the NFL. From the first season, he had issues with simple plays. He can make big plays. He can make very difficult catches, But when it comes to typical routine plays, time and time again, he struggles. And it goes back to what we talked about just last week. He was overpaid. We paid him like a top tight end, and he just isn't that. He might be a middle-of-the-road tight end, maybe. I think he has some moments where he looks great but like a lot of middle of the road tight ends there's an issue with consistency there's an issue with consistency when it comes to blocking I think his blocking actually has started to become a little questionable his hands of course he makes some great catches but he also has some terrible drops he's not consistent he cannot be trusted in key moments And then it comes to route running. He can't be trusted to get open on a regular basis. Those three reasons alone tell me that he's maybe a middle-of-the-road tight end. I mean, he's had some great moments, but in the end, to me, he's just another Charles Clay. And I, I don't think I'm overreacting. I have seen enough to know what he is. I think he's a guy that... If you pay him a few million bucks a year, you're happy because he makes some really good plays. He can block for the most part. He's got a great attitude. He works hard, but he's just not the superstar that we thought he was. 
He didn't take that step forward that I think we thought he was going to take. Next up, DeMar Hamlin. Once again, it's interesting. The guy makes some plays where you turn your head and you go, whoa, like he can lay a guy out. He can make a big hit. But then it's all, it's, it's honestly kind of like Dawson Knox when it comes to routine tackles. Running backs who have already been hit by someone else and all he has to do is clean up the, the play, clean it up, make that secondary tackle, just can't make it. Or when he's got to get into his gap and, and you know take care of his gap assignment and take care of the run, he just doesn't do it. Or instinctually, he has an opportunity to take down a guy and instead of going to the left, he goes to the right. It's, it's plays like that where I don't think they're complicated plays. I don't think he's asked to do a lot, but he just can't make the simple play. And that to me tells me that he's maybe not going to be the guy we need him to be. And, you know, I feel like I should just shoot myself in the foot here because last week I said that I thought he could be good. He's got potential. But then he goes and puts out a stinker. I, I just, again, similar to Dawson Knox, cannot be trusted in big moments. And the third guy, Devin Singletary. He's run really well in the last few weeks. I like where he's coming in terms of the run game. But pass game, I think we got to stop using him. We brought in Naheem Hines to handle that. I would like us to let Naheem Hines handle that. You don't need to be doing screen plays or, or dump offs to Devin Singletary. His hands are not great out of the backfield. And to be honest, even when he catches it, I haven't seen a lot of electricity from him. Whereas Naeem Hines is exactly that player. And James Cook can probably do that too. So that sort of wraps up the stock downs for me. Kev, I'll let you take the positive side today and cover the stock ups. Singletary down, James Cook up. You know, we were hoping for weeks, even for months, to see this kind of game from James Cook. He was electric out of the backfield in the past game. I, this was his most complete game as a pro. And the sky's the limit for James Cook. I think that he could blow the top off the defense. He's that kind of electric player. I'm just waiting to see him break off a 60, 70 yard run or, or, catch and run I would love to see it because I think it's gonna happen I think it's gonna happen and I think he's gonna be a really valuable piece going into the playoffs because he's been getting better and better all season he hasn't been used very much so he should be extremely fresh and as long as he stays healthy I'm I'm excited to see some huge plays from James Cook going forward the rest of the season and going into the playoffs. Another guy who I thought played a really nice game on Sunday was Xavier Rhodes. You know, finally, they didn't start Dane Jackson, which was great to see. And it wasn't Kyir Elam taking that spot. In fact, he was benched for the game, which was definitely a surprise after he was our first round pick and he's actually looked pretty good at times. He's had 
his ups and downs. But Xavier Rhodes stepped in as a veteran player, just playing a steady, steady cornerback type game where he gave up a few catches here and there. But overall, just not giving up the big play, um, doing what he needs to do. And, you know, we won the game due in large part to our secondary play, limiting Mac Jones. And the big part of that was Xavier Rhodes, who played virtually the entire game. So I was very impressed with Xavier Rhodes. And maybe he's the starter after this opposite Trey White. Maybe he's shown that he can be the starter now. And he may get added to the active roster going the rest of the season. But we'll see. Maybe Kyer Elam will start, get some playing time, get some confidence. And uh, we'll see where that goes the rest of the year. Another stock up, the entire O-line. I thought the O-line played incredibly well in the run game. They were blowing open huge holes all game for Cook and Singletary. Um, we were just grinding New England down. And that's the type of game. It was great to see that Allen didn't have to be the hero on every single play. The run game created easy opportunities for points. And it, and it allowed Allen, when he dropped back to pass, to have more time. Because New England was second-guessing whether it was going to be a throw. So I was super impressed with the O-line on Thursday night. And that actually gives me even more confidence going to the playoffs. The fact that we didn't need to wholly rely on Josh Allen for our entire offense is a huge development for the Bills because it has been a problem for years where Josh Allen has absolutely no run game. And then when the O-line is getting beat, it's game over. We've had those games where we lose to Jacksonville. We lose to the Jets simply because we can't protect for Allen. And a big reason why is that run game. When you don't have a run game, guys are just teeing off on Allen. And those have been some of our worst games in the last three seasons where it's just, we can't get anything going on the run. No pass protection game over. That's how the bills have lost games. And now if we can have a run game, that's just not going to happen. So it was great to see. And hopefully we can keep that going. Um, another stock up I'm looking at Tremaine Edmonds. We've both not been so high on Edmonds. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, we've been critical on Edmonds for a long time. But when he was out of the lineup, we missed him. So having him back in there steadied our defense. You know, we've, we've knocked him for not making big plays. We've knocked him for missing tackles. We've knocked him for not being in the right position. There has been so many times where I have not liked the way Edmonds has been playing. But this year, I think he has turned a corner. He's not a superstar, but he does make our defense better. Yeah, I was going to say that. Let's make it clear here that we don't think Tremaine Edmonds is a great linebacker. At least I, I don't think he's a great linebacker by any means. But he's not terrible. And our defense is better with him. And unfortunately, we really don't have a backup for him. 
So if he's not playing, there's no one that can replace him. We don't have that kind of depth. I mean, yes, we signed AJ Klein, but really the, the depth is not there. So I need to make it clear. Tremaine Edmonds, I still do not think is a very good linebacker. I don't think the Bills should be re-signing him unless he's taking a very small contract, a one to two year deal. But we are better with him than the other options, which are not very good. Terrell Bernard, Dodson, AJ Klein. The, the options are not very good. So I like our defense with Tremaine Edmonds, but do I see him as a long-term core piece to this defense? No, I do not. And he's got a great work ethic. Like the reason I take a moment there is he seems like a good guy. He's a hard worker. He doesn't act out. He follows. He like he does everything a coach would want from him. He's obviously got great size. He's got great speed. He's got all the attributes to make a great linebacker. He just isn't. His instincts, it, it comes down to the mind. He's not a smart player, but physically he's impressive. And I think that allows him to at least get the job done. And it allows him to play at a middle of the road linebacker type caliber, if that makes sense. I want to move us to the keys to the game. Big matchup for the Bills. Another divisional opponent, a team that, surprise, surprise, beat us already. Now, they don't have their wonderful Zach Wilson, who's atrocious. They do have Mike White, who looked a lot better than Zach Wilson. There is a legitimate threat there. You have to play a proper game against him. I don't think they have a particularly good run game anymore. Without Brees Hall, they don't have the same run game. But they have a damn good defense. And you've already talked about it, which is... Our run game was really good against the Patriots and it gave Josh a lot more time and a lot of that comes down to the offensive line. They need to have another good game and probably a better game because I think the Jets defense is quite a bit better than the Patriots. We could use Deion Dawkins coming back in this game. Deion Dawkins would be a big loss to not have him. We do need to mention that. Quesenberry, awful. I think he's okay as a right tackle. I don't think he can really truly play as a left tackle and definitely not against the New York Jets. They have a very good defensive line. They also have a good secondary. They're going to challenge Josh. They're going to force him into looks that he doesn't want to be in. Believe it or not, they're going to give us a run for our money. I don't know if it's going to be a complete blowout, but I do think the Bills are going to win this game. Kev, break down what we got to do, though, to beat the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are a very competitive team. I mean, I watched some of the game on Sunday as well. And, you know, they were really close against Minnesota. Um, Mike White is playing pretty well. I think you got to pressure Mike White. He hasn't played great defenses the last two weeks. So I think he's going to be under a lot more pressure this week. And I'm looking for us to really get him on the run, you know, make the Jets one dimensional, stop the run, make Mike White beat you and force him into contested throws into, into small window type throws where 
you know, you're throwing five guys at him some of the time, you're backing off into coverage other times. I really think the Bills are going to win this game. I don't think we're going to lose both times to the Jets. I don't think they're that good of a team. Yes, I think they have a decent defense. But if we're able to run the ball a little better, that is going to pay huge dividends in this game. I actually think that we're going to bring Mike White back down to earth in this game. You know, we saw this from Mike White before where he's had a couple games where he's played really well and then that's it. He's done. I think we're going to force him into three interceptions. That's my big take for this game. Three interceptions for Mike White. One is going to be returned for a touchdown by Trey White and we are going to wallop the Jets this weekend. I love the bold prediction. Whoa, we actually haven't done this before. I'm go- I'm going to give a bold prediction then too cuz why not? I'll jo- I'll join the bandwagon. I think Josh Allen is pissed. I think he is wa- I think he is dying for a big revenge game. He's a very emotional player. When we played Kansas City, he was pissed. And I think he's even more frustrated with the Jets. Honestly, I think he's throwing for 400 yards and probably four touchdowns. I think, though, the game is not going to be a blowout, which is crazy because Josh is going to have a ridiculous game. I think White, I think, I think White is going to get some big plays on us. I do think he's going to put up some points. I don't agree that we're picking him off three times, but we're going to bring him back to earth. I don't think he's going to go off on us. And I think the main reason is exactly what you brought up. And honestly, this is the key to the game. Mix it up on defense. You can't just send three and four guys every time. You actually have to go and get him. The Buffalo Bills have had a very impressive run defense this year. So once they shut down the Jets' run D, Mike White's going to be forced to throw. You need to go and get him. He's not Zach Wilson. Like, he will find guys. If you leave guys open, he will make things happen. He's not a bad quarterback. But if you put pressure, he will make mistakes. But it's not just the pressure. It's, again, I, I, I said it and I'll say it again. You have to mix things up. You can't be predictable. You need to show him different looks. He needs to be confused when he comes to the line. He should not know where he's going and what we're trying to do on defense. He should be mixed up. And some of this isn't completely possible because we don't have Micah Hyde with Poyer because that was really the key to the Bills defense before. You'd have Poyer and Hyde disguising coverage. And they were so good at doing it because they were so confident that they could get into the right position at the right time. Obviously, now you have DeMar Hamlin playing with Jordan Poyer, so it's a little bit of a different scenario. But when it comes to the linebackers and it comes to our defensive line, I think there's some situational football that they can do where they can mix things up. So I really would love to see them do that. Interesting, Bill just commented, Bill Kaniski just noted the Jets ran well last week. That is true. The Jets actually surprisingly ran well against the Vikings. But it should be noted, I don't think the Vikings have as good of a defense as we think they do. 
Let's not forget what the Bills did to the Vikings. The Bills put up plenty of points. That wasn't the issue. The issue was the Bills faltered late in the game. If the Bills continue what they did against the Jets in the first half, if they do that in the second half, I think the Bills can take care of this game. Kev, any thoughts about that? Us shutting down the Jets' run game? Do we need to be concerned about it? Is our run game a lot better than the Vikings? No, definitely. I think we have a much better run defense, but that would be my biggest concern in this game. Because if you can't stop the run, that is how you're going to lose this game. If you can't stop the run, then they're two-dimensional. They can do huge play-action plays, you know? I I think that would be my biggest concern for sure. But I think we are going to be able to stop the run. I don't think the Jets' run offense is that great. I think losing Brees Hall was huge because he could be a superstar. And, you know, we've had our issues at times stopping the run, but that was mainly when we had a lot of injuries. So to me, I think now that we're at full strength, I think we can stop the run. I think we can make them one-dimensional, force Mike White to try and beat us. And I still think our secondary is really good. We've had a bit of our ups and downs this year, but I think our secondary is good enough to stop the Jets. And just to close out here before we go, I think the way you also squash the run game, the Jets run game, is by going up early. You attack right away. You go up 7-14-0. And then they're forced into a situation where they have no choice but to start throwing the ball. That's what you do. I do think the Bills' defensive line is good enough to handle the Jets' run game. I think the the Jets' run game is going to get their licks. It's It's not going to be completely stomped on, but... If you can force them in a situation where Mike White needs to throw 40 plus times, I think that's a position you want to be in. And I think it's a position that our defensive secondary can handle. I think our defensive secondary is getting better. Xavier Rhodes took a huge step forward. Of course, Tredavious White basically shuts down half of the field. That's something that we did not have against the Jets last time. And that's a big piece. We can't ignore that. That's a massive piece. It's a massive change in our defense that we didn't have him. I would argue that having Tredavious White is more important than Vaughn Miller. Without Tredavious White, I don't even know who plays. Well, actually, I do. It's Dane Jackson, and we all know how that went the last time. So we're going to wrap this up by saying Bills are going to destroy the Jets. Well, I don't think they're going to destroy the Jets. I think they're going to win. Kevin's 31-10, okay. I guess I have us, I don't know, 40 to 28. Whoa. I'll take it. I think I think our defense could give up some points, but I think Josh Allen in the offense, I should mention, I think a lot of those points will come in garbage time. I do think they'll probably get a couple touchdowns late in the game when it doesn't actually matter. I think we could be up like 40 to 14 going into the fourth. So no concerns there. Go Bills. Go Bills. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.